sprawl. Are you really ready for hurricane season? Hurricane season always seems to sneak up on us. So this year, be proactive, be ready, and get Burkhardt. Burkhardt is an authorized Generac generator dealer that sells, installs, and services Generac generators. And now through June 23rd, you receive a free 10-year warranty with a qualifying purchase of a new Generac generator through Burkhardt. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to sales and service of Generac generators, visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com. Have you looked at your website lately and said, gosh, this needs work? Or maybe you've just been putting off building a website for your business. Well, don't stress. Cumulus Digital is here to help. Our custom-designed and comprehensive website packages include everything you need, including links to your social media, Google search, and we even drive customers straight to you. Starting at just $1,500 to build and low monthly hosting and maintenance costs starting at just $85, we'll take care of it all. Go to nolacumuluscares.com today and get started. to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM NASH Icon. Listen live on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, NASH FM 106.1. Also, the podcast can be downloaded at your leisure and all the major podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Google, you name it, it's there. If it's not, hey, drop me a line at eric at ericasher.com, and I'll make sure that we get that on your favorite podcasting platform. Of course, uh, you can 
uh, always follow me on Twitter at Eric underscore Asher. And the uh, Facebook page is Eric Asher. And, of course, ericasher.com is where you can check out all the previous episodes of the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. This week it is Chris Hagan of Fox 8 Sports who will join us on the program. Thursday at 1 p.m. and 6 p.m. on WLAE-TV. 10 p.m. on The Deuce, WLAE-TV 2. Friday at 9 p.m. 9 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. 10 o'clock on WLAE-TV. And then Saturday, 2 a.m. on The Deuce. And then back on Pelican Sports Television on Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. Pelican Sports TV. Got a jam-packed show for you today. Hope everybody had a great Christmas holiday. Uh, and, of course, as we get ready to turn the page on this miserable 2020, uh, looking forward to, again, the, the New Year celebration. Just a little uh, programming note. Uh, live show today and tomorrow, and then we'll take the extended New Year's holiday, and then we'll be back on Monday live, uh, ready to take on 2021. Today on the program, Glenn Gilbo, USA Today Network is about a minute away. Fletcher Mackle will join us at 435 this afternoon. Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights will join us at 510. Don't look now, but your New Orleans Pelicans are first place in the Western Conference. No, no, I, I understand it's only three games, and they're two and one, but you might want to take a gander and go to NBA.com and just take a look at it. Because, again, you'll see on, uh, on top of the standings is the New Orleans Pelicans. Of course, they're tied with seven other teams uh, at a 2-1 and one record. But right now, they're at the top. So, you know, get, get to it while the getting's good. Uh, also, Gary Smith will join us from uh, uh, the Wave Report at NOLA.com at 535. We'll get an update on what's going on with the Tulane Green Wave. So a jam-packed show for you today. Uh, brought to you again by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill. Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, and, and, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All are open throughout the New Year's holiday. All are, again, if you're looking for a place to go New Year's Eve, they're open late. Uh, as well as, again, they can cater your New Year's Eve party. Uh, just call the individual restaurant. They'll give you the menu. And, again, you can uh, either, again, dine in or, again, take out uh, your favorite New Year's Eve fare. Again, that's all the uh, that's all the Oceana family of restaurants. Let's head to the guest line. Joining us right out of the box today as we get ready to wind down in 2020 is none other than Glenn Gilbo of USA Today Network. Glenn, how you doing? Hey, Eric. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I, uh, I love what you were saying about enjoy the uh, the Pelicans in first place. I remember when I was a kid and the Astros were horrible. If they, if they would win, not that the Pelicans would be horrible, but if the Astros sure. would win their first game of a season, you know, it's like 1-0. We're, we're in first place, and it usually didn't right. last long in the 70s. Well, I, I had the same, and, and you did too, Glenn, because, again, we grew up in a time when the Saints, uh, it, they, if they got to go in first place, it's because they won their first game of the season, and I would do the same. Right. I'd go to the times pick you on the state side, I'd open them up, I'd go to the standings, and just to take a peek and see New Orleans at the top. Yeah, 1971, Archie's rookie year, they won that season opener, and they were with yes. the Rams, and they were in first place. And they were actually... One one and one after three games, which was that's right, best starts ever. That's right, and it really was. Thinking of you know, people are so spoiled now here here in uh, you know, especially again the the sport the, the the Saints fans of today, as opposed to those that grew up with the Saints from its infant stages as an expansion team, uh, because now it's just kind of an afterthought. Well, Saints are in first place. Well, they need they they should be in the first place, but it wasn't like that obviously uh, back in the day. Uh, where again, uh, you know, three, four win seasons were the norm. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that that seventy one season, they were actually four, four, and one uh, going into the last five games, uh, or the, the last. And they lost their, their next, and they finished uh, four, eight, and two. 
Yep. But they, they were actually, that was the latest they were ever 500. I don't know how we got on that. Right. And I'm, I'm trying to think again. Oakland was one of the ties. What was the yeah, other tie? Houston, 13 to 13 in the Astrodome. Yep. Third yep. week of the season. I, I was oh, at the Oakland game uh, in, in, uh, in Tulane Stadium uh, yeah. for, for that one. They beat the Cowboys that year, 24 They sure did. Archie Manning once again. Well, yeah. Yes. Uh, it was it was an amazing look. Archie's first year was amazing. Uh, the, 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 it was. It, it was. I, if I could compare it to anything, I compare it to the Saints' first playoff run. Okay, when when they when they first made it to the playoffs and uh, during the Moore era, and and people were going absolutely wild. Uh, maybe you could yeah. compare it to again where Bum got close, but Archie really set the entire city on fire when when he, when he became a Saint. And he was banged up all of that season. And still yes. played really well. He got poked in the eye against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He was banged up all year, uh, and they they played a lot of teams close that year. You know, no, there's they a did. lot of reason reason for hope going into '72, but we knew what happened. Know what happened now? <laughs> right, right. And if you remember, he was injured in that Kansas City game preseason game where he slid into the dugout in the wet Tulane Stadium and and, and had an ankle sprain. They didn't know if he was going to be ready for the for the season opener. Oh man, you, you talk, and you know, and, and that Hank Stram season, I think it was '76. He missed yep. the whole season. With an missed the whole season, and that's one of the reasons why Stram came over to have a chance to be yeah. able to coach Archie Manning. He ends up with yeah. Bobby Scott and Bobby Douglas. Oh, I know, I know. Archie, Archie's the the, the, the hardest luck quarterback who had a lot of talent, probably in history, and then, but but God blessed him with two sons who won Super Bowls. So, yep, kind of yep. cool, no story. doubt. And maybe a grandson that might be the next one on the horizon. Exactly, exactly. And maybe yeah. at LSU. Maybe at LSU. Maybe so. We'll see how that plays out. Speaking of LSU, let's talk about the Tigers. What's the latest? Um, a lot of rumors out there right now about what's going to happen. Again, if you would, if you would go over the changes that happened for folks that may have been out of touch uh, when Ed Ogeron really kind of dropped the hammer on his staff, and then some uh, obviously uh, retiring. Talk a bit about what what happened, and then what transpired, and then if you would, uh, let's fast forward to today and what you're hearing about uh, the the vacancies and how they'll be filled. Yeah, LSU kind of had its version of the NFL's uh, Black Monday there, uh, with Bo Pelini was was let go uh, on December 21st, two days after the season finale. Uh, he was he was fired. Uh, Steve Ensminger, the offensive coordinator, retired from on-field coaching and is going to be a uh, offensive analyst. And I think that's great because Ensminger did a really Ensminger did a good job this year. He did too. Cause considering three starting quarterbacks, two freshmen. They, they finished 15th in the nation in, in offense. Um, they had some, some, some great games on offense. Um, and then also um, their, their, their uh, linebacker coach, uh, who used to be with the Saints. Uh, shoot, his name escapes me right now. You know what I'm talking about. Talking um, about Bill Johnson, the line, the line Bill coach? Johnson, Bill mm-hmm. Johnson, the defensive line coach, has, uh, mm-hmm. he's going to retire and become a defensive analyst. Uh, now, at the, the latest, Scott Linehan is still the pass game coordinator at LSU. Uh, and what I'm told is that he is not going to remain, but he is still there. So uh, I may be wrong about that one. Uh, but, you know, this is one of the rare off seasons where LSU is looking for both an offensive and defensive coordinator right now. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, we keep hearing Ryan Nielsen on, on the defensive side. There's some other, other names that have been thrown out there. Of course, Ryan Nielsen is the defensive um, line coach for, for the Saints. He has ties to Ed Ogeron going back to USC. Um, you know, we, we've heard Sarkeesian on, on the offensive side. But, again, uh, you know, the, that, that, some people think that's a pipe dream. What are you hearing about offensive defensive coordinator? Um, well, Marcus Freeman is, is the hottest name for defensive coordinator. He's the defensive coordinator at Cincinnati, which is um, they're like number eight in the nation in, in, um, or, or they're in the top ten in the nation in total defense. Uh, and he's in his early 30s. Uh, that would be a great hire, but, you know, there's a lot of people after him. Um, Sarkeesian is not going to come to LSU. He, he is one of the many coaches out there who's kind of lining up with hopes of being the next Alabama head coach if that mm. happens in a few years. But, right. I, but I think he's going to stay at, uh, at Alabama for now. Um, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the Vanderbilt coach, Derek Mason, I, had, I interviewed him last week. He is very interested in the defensive coordinator job. He's kind of old friends with Coach O, but um, I don't. Mason is not on their, you know, on their hot list like like Freeman is. How long do you think it's going to take before they uh, before they make a decision one way or the other on what direction they're going to go on both the offensive and the defensive coordinators? And then, how much autonomy will they have in picking their staff, or will it be O picking the staff? Uh, for, for those particular uh, coordinators? Well, I think that depends who they hire. You know, sometimes they can bring somebody in, but I, I think Ed's going to be involved in that. I mean, this is a pressure year for Coach O. Uh, you know, he, he, he can't have another break-even or, or losing season after a break-even season. That was really a losing season until the end. Um, but he has plenty of time. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of quiet at LSU right now, literally. Uh, you know, that it's not like other uh, off-seasons when, when they're making a hire. You know, they're, they're not at a bowl. Uh, re- recruiting's over for the most part. There's just a few more signees. So there's, there's really no rush. And, uh, you know, I, I think he can take his time. But, but you know, there's, he's in competition with, uh, with other people looking, looking for coordinators. Uh, now, Ed probably has had a list, you know, in mind since, Maybe even before, I mean, they, coaches always keep lists, and he, he probably knew he was going to be making changes, especially on defense, you know, probably halfway through the season, if not earlier. So hopefully mm-hmm. he has his ducks in a, in, in a row and, and knows who he wants to get or knows who at least he wants to talk to. Uh, let's take a quick break. We've got uh, Glenn Gilbo of USA Today Network with us on, on the uh, program. We'll come back. We'll talk more about LSU football, and we'll get into LSU basketball for a couple minutes. Uh, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Air conditioner heater goes out during these holiday day, during the holidays, and, and you need help. Then you got to turn to a professional, somebody you can trust, somebody that's going to be there and, and, and take care of your problem. Uh, it is Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Fifteen trucks in the field strategically set up all over the metropolitan area to make sure they get to you quickly. Uh, the, t- the technicians take the uh, vehicles home with them. So, again, they're set up uh, that if they're on call and you're in their area, they can get to you quickly. Nate certified technicians, the highest certification you get in the industry, and, of course, truly a company can trust. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. 
This report is sponsored by Ozzy.com. Get smarter every day at Ozzy.com. Try a new news site that tells you about the most interesting people, places, and ideas. Discover the next Obama or maybe the next LeBron James. Try OZY.com right now. Ozzy, it's like a latte for your mind. Get some. Got a good flow of traffic out on our roadways right now. No problems of any delays, accidents, or stalled vehicles. Remember to buckle up and drive carefully. I'm Ed Robinson. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory is open during the coronavirus shutdown. Bienvenue is offering our full menu as well as wine and beer by way of curbside service or our drive-up window at 467 Hickory Avenue. Our wait staff will deliver to your door or use waiter. Check out our menu today at bienvenueharahan.com. Then place your order at 504-305-4792. That's 504-305-4792. Gift cards are available. Order today from Bienvenue on Hickory, 305 Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice fillets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff and all the sports you can handle. Hi, Eric Asher. Once again, talking about my good friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Have you heard these honeydew complaints? Honey, did you fix the AC? Honey, the house is hot again. Honey, the AC bill is more than our mortgage. It's time to turn those honeydews into honeyduns. When it comes to replacing your AC system, I recommend Burkhardt. For over 30 years, Burkhardt has provided quality, affordable air conditioning replacement systems. Ask about special financing as low as $149 a month. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com for more information. Grace Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. Locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, Grace Stovall Plumbing is a full-service plumbing company that can handle all of your plumbing needs, including gas testing and permitting, as well as video inspections. We always have a master plumber in the field, and all employees are drug tested and background checked. Serving the South Shore and North Shore with service on Saturdays. That's Ray Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. 504-373-5733. Welcome back. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, also Mambo's, and as well as Old New Orleans Cookery. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. All are open for the New Year's Eve and New Year's Day holiday. And, yes, all can cater your next uh, event, uh, including, again, your New Year's uh, Eve uh, celebration or, again, even getting uh, together on New Year's Day. Uh, just go call the individual restaurants and they'll set you up. Uh, but, again, no reservations necessary if you want to go ahead and have a meal at any one of those great restaurants. All right, uh, Glenn Gilbo with us for a few more minutes here on the program. Uh, Glenn, as, as we, uh, we kind of wrap up football, Reese McMath announced today he is signing with an agent and heading on to the NFL. Your thoughts? Well, Racy was not not playing much uh, as the season ended, even with, um, you know, LSU losing their uh, – Eric Gilbert, the, uh, the the tight end, and, and their, uh, their top wide receiver, and he was still not playing. So, uh, you know, you had Jure 
Jenkins and Kayshawn Bouti kind of took that over. So I think Racy uh, probably didn't think he was going to play much next year either. Uh, so I would think that's uh, part of it. Uh, you know, you, you thought he, when Terrace Marshall Jr. left that he was going to be the guy uh, to step up, but it was more Kayshawn Bouti. Let's let's shift gears to basketball for a couple minutes. Um, the, uh, the the Tigers take on Texas A&M uh, at the PMAC. Uh, again, they've had a lot of, uh, of cancellations with, with, uh, with COVID-19. Uh, the big news today is what happened in Arizona, though. Arizona's imposed a one-year postseason ban on, on the basketball program for the alleged pay-for-pay scandal uh, that, again, that Will Wade has kind of been sucked up into as well. Uh, what do you anticipate anything, if at all, happening with the LSU basketball program? Oh, I think something definitely is gonna is gonna happen. Uh, you know, it, it it probably should have already happened, but it's it's been a real slow process. But you have seen these other programs that have been under the microscope for as long or longer, like Arizona, get get some uh, penalties. Uh, Auburn uh, recently. So I, w- I would think LSU is going to be, if, if not next, you know, they're going to be one of the next schools to get some kind of um, sanctions announced uh, by, by the NCAA. I've seen two bas- two LSU basketball games so far this season. Uh, your thoughts on the Tigers thus far and what you've seen? Well, it's Cameron Thomas, the true freshman guard, is is really good. You know, he got 29 points um, in, in their win on Saturday against Nichols. And uh, he's been consistently in the uh, in the 20s and high 20s. Trenton Watford looks looks like he's better than last year. Uh, Javante Smart is is you know a junior point guard who's up there with assists. He's he's a very good player. He had uh, COVID on Saturday, but he is supposed to play uh, tonight against Texas A&M. But uh, I mean, they they look like they look like a team just like last year, really, which, you know, tied mm-hmm. for second in the SEC, was, was going to be a decent seed in the NCAA tournament. I think they're going to be about where they were last year. Now, you know, they had three straight games uh, canceled or postponed by COVID and, and four out of five. So, as Coach Wade said, you know, they, they kind of messed with their chemistry and, and hurt their rhythm, and they didn't look too good against Nichols. And they have trouble on, on defense like most of Wade's teams have had. So this right. is going to be a big game for them to see if they can, uh, you know, get get back to some type of rhythm like they were in, were in earlier. Javante Smart be back for tonight. Yeah, he's supposed to play tonight. He is. They, uh, they, Coach Wade said that uh, he expect yesterday. He said he expected to have everybody uh, available. Uh, last question for you, and again, it's about the New Orleans Saints as they play their last uh, last regular season game uh, this weekend. Uh, big, big weekend for uh, for Seattle, uh, also uh, uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers, as well as the New Orleans Saints. Uh, your, your thoughts on the possibility of the Saints ending up with the number one seed? They take on they're at Carolina. Green Bay is at Chicago. Seattle is at San Francisco. Well, it, that would be awesome. I mean, the uh... You know, I was getting a little worried about in, in the two-game losing streak, but they really looked good against the Vikings. I mean, that, that was a game on on Christmas, and I thought, uh, you know, I thought that helped Breeze uh, playing uh, playing a game that quick after mm-hmm. the previous game because uh, he he looked very sharp. Uh, he did. So, you know, he was he was kind of under control and, and trying not to do too much, and it, at times it looked like he was kind of you know protecting himself, but. 
he had a lot of protection with Alvin Kamara right there, breaking yes. uh, you know the, the touchdown record. That was awesome. So that, you know they looked like a Super Bowl team uh, on Christmas night. There's no question about it. And uh, if they can get that number one seed, they're they're home all the way. But uh, even if they're not number one seed, I, I still like their chances of getting to the Super Bowl because of their defense. Yeah, you know, the, the the number one seed this year is about the bye week, and that's all it is. And for the Saints, it's about being able to get healthy. Uh, and that's the reason why you're kind of pointing to that. Other than that, it is what it is, because there's not going to be fans in the stands in most places. So, again, there's no real home field advantage. Yeah, but I think with the Saints, though, it, it, it is, even without the crowd, um, I think, you know, they, they're still better off at home just because they're so used to playing indoors. You know, it's not as, obviously not as significant as it is when they have the crowd because they probably have the best home crowd in the game. But I, I still think having the home field, just because they're so used to playing indoors and, uh, you know, they could go to a real cold-weather town this type of year. But, you know, they've won playoff games on the road, too, and they've won, won games on the road in, in bad weather. But, uh, yeah, I would say, you know, it's too bad they just lost Quan Alexander, too, because he was yeah. making a, a, a nice impression quickly. Um, but, uh, yeah, for, for them to get healthy, uh, you know, they've, they've rarely been at their healthiest point uh, this season. So if they, the closer they can get to that, you know, that's, that's just a better chance for them. No doubt. Glenn, Happy New Year to you and your family. Always appreciate your time each and every week here on the program. Tell the folks about how they can follow you on social media, what you got coming up. Uh, LSU beat tweet on, on Twitter. Um, I'll have the uh, basketball game report uh, tonight. And uh, there's, there's plenty of uh, stories up on the LSU Beat Tweet, usatoday.com, theadvertiser.com from, from uh, last week. And uh, we're, we're going to have uh, some stories on the Saints after their uh, game Sunday and leading into the playoffs early next week. Thank you, as always, my friend. We'll check in with you next week. Okay, thank you. That's Glenn Gilbo, USA Today Network. I'm Eric Asher. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Coming up next, it'll be Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. Uh, again, today's program uh, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All are open the late. All are open seven days a week. All are open throughout the uh, New Year's holiday. So, again, whether you want to head out and get a great meal at one of those restaurants, whether you're in the French Quarter or in Metairie, or, again, you'd like them to cater or have a to-go order for you during the New Year's Eve holiday, New Year's Day holiday, no problem. They got you covered. All you got to do is go to their particular websites or to the, again, call the restaurant, and they'll take care of you. That's the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Katie's is open during the coronavirus shutdown. Katie's is offering our full menu as well as wine and beer by way of curbside service or delivery NOLA. Our wait staff will deliver to your door anywhere. Check out our world-famous menu at katiesinmidcity.com and then call now at 504-488-6582 and place your order. Curbside service is at Katie's at 3701 Iberville. Gift cards are available. Keep our staff employed. Order now at 488-6582. That's Katie's, 488-6582. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying the terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. 
Hickory and Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com to check out all the services we provide to our customers. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms. Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. The TikTok Cafe, Causeway South at I-10 in Metairie, is open during the coronavirus shutdown. The TikTok Cafe is offering our menu by way of curbside to-go service. Call the TikTok Cafe now at 504-834-6272 and get a round-the-clock burger special. Breakfast or lunch plate? TikTok Cafe, Causeway South at I-10 in Metairie. Place your order now at 834-6272. That's 834-6272. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. Are you tired of constantly paying high air conditioning bills and still not having a cool home? Call Burkhart today and ask him to schedule a maintenance check on your AC unit. Burkhart will be honest with their assessment of your AC system and will tell you if a repair or replacement is the best option. Burkhart has special financing as low as $149 a month on qualifying AC systems. You can call Burkhart today at 277-7520. That's 504 277-7520. Have you looked at your website lately and said, gosh, this needs work? Or maybe you've just been putting off building a website for your business. Well, don't stress. Cumulus Digital is here to help. Our custom-designed and comprehensive website packages include everything you need, including links to your social media, Google search, and we even drive customers straight to you. Starting at just $1,500 to build and low monthly hosting and maintenance costs starting at just $85, we'll take care of it all. Go to nolacumuluscares.com today and get started. Forget about my friends at Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. They're your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. They offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. And if you need a new set of wheels, they're your wheel experts. Uh, you can choose from a, a large selection of wheels up and tires up to 30 inches. And, folks, get this. Financing is available. Hey, look, don't uh, send those rims to, to, the, uh, to the junkyard or, or out, to again, to the dump. If uh, you've got rims and you need them repaired, they can repair those rims for you. Uh, also, again, uh, all the all your needs when it comes to your vehicle, whether again it's the uh, a fleet vehicle or against your own personal vehicle, they got you covered over at Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from eight to six, Saturday from eight to three. You give them a call at five zero four seven three seven one five five eight or go to southerntire.com and check out all the service they provide for their customers. Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline since nineteen seventy two. We bring on our good friend Fletcher Mackle of uh, Channel Six Sports. He joins us each and every week here on the program. Fletch, hope you had a great Christmas holiday and Happy New Year to you and your family, my friend. Thank you, Eric. I did have a good Christmas, even though it was kind of quiet because of COVID, but I appreciate yes. it. Same, same to you. I hope you had a, a nice holiday as well. 
We did. Uh, actually, all of our kids are in, so again, that was good. So always good to have the, the family in, so that worked out real well. Let's, let's start with the Pels. Man, I told the, uh, the audience as I opened up today, go to NBA.com right now, because if you go to NBA.com and you click on standings, at the top of the standings is none other than the New Orleans Pelicans. And, uh, you know, again, uh, you may not see that again for a while. Now, granted, they are in the tie with seven other teams uh, at two and one, uh, but they, they're at the top right now. And look, I got to tell you, I've been impressed thus far. Uh, I thought it was going to be much more of a ragged situation with not having a full training camp, also having uh, the full complement of preseason games to be able to get ready under a new system with, again, a new team put together. But for the most part, this team has played together. Yeah, here's the thing, and and I'll say this to what you're saying. They're 2-1. and They've showed fight. They've shown tenacity. They've showed grit. They haven't exactly shown beauty on the court. I mean, these wins have been ugly. You know, against Toronto, they had to come back, scratch and claw, and grind it out. Uh, against, I was at the game for the season opener against the Spurs, and it was mm-hmm. a, a very similar type situation. Now, that being said, these were the games they lost last year. If this was the same team, the same regime, nothing against head coach Alvin Gentry. He was just a little bit looser and a little bit more of a player's coach. I think these were the kind of games the Pelicans lost in years past where they had to show some tenacity, show some grit, and find a way to win ugly. Those were games we always talked about it. Look, going back, I I love Alvin Gentry. He's a friend of mine. But I remember there were times they'd lose to a Kings team that would win 17 games, and and they'd blow a 20-point lead because they just didn't have any grit and any fight and any kind of tenacity. And I keep using that word. But that's really kind of what Stan Van Gundy is all about. If it's gritty and it's grimy, he doesn't care. They're going to play defense. They're going to scratch and claw. And, and, and that's what they have done in their two wins. And they're two and one right now. They're going to be tested tonight. I can't wait to see this game because I think the uh, I think the, the Suns are one of the, the more dark horse Western Conference contenders. I'm not saying they're going to win the Western Conference, but the Suns have a ton of talent and a ton of depth. So to me, I really want to see how the Pelicans play tonight because I think that this is a much a much bigger test for them than, you know, maybe any other game they've played this season, even against Miami because Jimmy Butler went out in that game so early, whereas the Suns are going to have Booker and Paul and Aiton and, and all the depth that they can throw at them with Saric and, and, and everything else. So it, it's going to be interesting. But, look, 2-1 and one is better than 0-3, and, and I can tell you right yeah. now, I hate to say what could have been. Years past, this team probably would have been 0-3, and they're 2-1. and one, So it shows you that they are – it's early, but they're they're making steps in the right direction. Well, and I think you made the point, the grittiness. Okay, again, uh, the, the coming back, trying to stay in a game. Uh, you know, I think that that all matches up. Plus, again, now we're seeing kind of the cream flow to the top on who's going to lead this team with Brandon Ingram and also Zion Williamson. Yeah, with, I mean, look, Brandon Ingram is a revelation. You know, most teams that trade superstar players don't get any type of equal value back in return. And I'm not saying that Brandon Ingram is going to be as good as Anthony Davis, but at 23, he's got a chance to get there. I mean, he is Kevin Durant light, so to say. Last year, he took a big step, made the all-star team, became the league's most improved player. And again, realize he's only 23, and he was just the Western Conference player of the week of the first week of the season. Not only is he scoring 26 a game, but he's facilitating. He's locked in on defense. I mean, if if he can continue doing this and stay healthy, the Pelicans have a chance to have an anchor for years to come. And and while Zion's game still has to expand, 
he is a force of nature in the paint and, and can do whatever he wants. He is a, a, a man-child in a man's league and, and can do whatever he wants. I'd still like to see his shot come around, but he's only yes. 20. And, and defensively, he still is learning and got to get better. And sometimes he's not always engaged at that end of the floor. But look, with a, with a 20-year-old that looks like a generational-type talent and is only going to get better, um, and, and a 23-year-old that is kind of getting to his prime, yeah, the, the, the future is bright for this team with some high-level role players and some solid veterans. I think they're going to be right there in the mix for one of those final playoff spots the entire season because Stan Van Gundy is, is a, a grit-and-grind kind of guy, and, and I think that that's, that will propel – the veterans to stay engaged and in, 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 in engaged long enough, and it will push the young players to, to areas they haven't been yet. So I, I, I stand by the fact that barring a crazy rash of injuries, I sure. think the, the Pelicans are going to be in the playoffs this year as one of those final few seeds. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Now, Fletch, uh, again, Van Gundy's still tinkering with his lineup, trying to figure out what he's going to do in terms of depth. Uh, what do you think ultimately happens there in terms of how deep he's going to go, and who do you think will be the will be the major contributors? Well, look, right now he's not going very deep, and there's two ways to look at that. Um, it, he wants to win games, and I think creating a winning culture, pushing your starters a little bit more. You know, Zion wasn't pushed pushed at all last year. It was all that 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 craziness of short bursts and playing him three minutes at a time. It was craziness. I like the fact that he's playing 35-plus minutes a night. He's 20 years old. Get him out there. Let him play basketball. Same with Brandon Ingram. He's 23. That being said, I remember Byron Scott um, playing Chris Paul and Tyson Chandler and, and, and Mo P and West and, 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 and Soyakovich, his starting five, 35-plus minutes a night. And it was awesome for one season in 07-08 when they won 56 games. But they really broke down the next year. And, and, and a guy like Tom Thibodeau did that in Chicago and it took its toll on Derrick Rose. I hate when guys like Kawhi sit out 20, 20 games a season for rest. But I also understand that you can't play 72 games in, in really 82. It's 72 this year. Um, and play these guys 35 minutes a night. I think that he's creating something right now that we're going to be a hard-nosed team, we're going to get after it, we're going to be locked in every game, and we're going to try to win every game. But at some point, I think he's going to have to expand beyond the seven, maybe eight guys he plays right now because it's the starting five. Then you've got Josh Hart, J.J. Redick. And, and last game, it was just Jackson Hayes. So I think at some point you're going to have to see more of Nicolo Melli. I would like to see more of Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who they drafted in the first round last year. Maybe even a guy like Kyra Lewis, who they drafted in the first round this year. I, I think either by necessity or design, I get what he's trying to do right now. Set the tone, set the precedent. We want to win. We want to create a culture. We want these guys to lead us. But at some point, I, I think he's going to have to kind of loosen up a little bit and, and for the sake of development as well, is the Pelicans are threading the needle in an interesting way. They want to be competitive and they want to win because they have J.J. Redick and they have Bledsoe and they have Ingram, who's a young veteran, and they have Steven Adams, and they want Zion to play meaningful games. But they also have so much young talent on this team that you can't just park those guys on the bench and, and think they're going to develop in practice. At some point, they have to play a little bit too. So I think I'm trying to be positive about it. I think I understand what he's doing right now. But at some point, I think we will have to see him expand um, his, his depth a little bit and play his bench a little bit more. And that's even something that he says he's got to do a better job with 
Van Gundy told us after one of the workouts that he's got to do a better job of getting his bench more involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I agree with everything you just said. Let's shift gears to the Saints. And, and look, first I want to start off with then the loss of Quan Alexander. Because I think a lot of people that, that maybe are nationally are not looking at this as, as a huge loss for this team. I think it is. I think you look at the change on this defense, and I think it, you can point back to Quan Alexander jumping on the, on the field for the team, uh, the energy, uh, the, the speed that he brought, uh, again, his ability to be able to rush the passer, but also, again, still be able to play against the run in the pass. Uh, he allowed the Saints not to have to go to multiple uh, um, uh, defensive backs in a lot of cases because you could keep him and, and also uh, Davis on the field. Uh, now you're going to have to either 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 go back and go with Anzalone uh, again, who is who again was not playing well, which is one of the reasons why they went out and got uh, Quan Alexander. Zach Bond is not ready, or else he would have been on the field by now. And Cade Nellis has been you know nothing more than a special teams player. Uh, I think this is a bigger loss than what a lot of people believe it is. Uh, look, I I, I I hate to say I agree with you, Eric, but I agree with you, Eric. I mean, look. There's a reason why they went and got Quan Alexander, and there's a reason why they threw him out there week one, and he took all of Alexander's snaps. I mean, this isn't a thing where they went and got Quan Alexander, and they brought him along slowly, and he only played 10 snaps the first week. I mean, they got Quan Alexander. He went through COVID protocol, and as soon as he could get on the field, he basically went right next to Demario Davis because, look, the Saints don't play. Even though they say they're a 4-3 team, they are basically a sub-package team. I don't know if they've played 5% of their snaps with three linebackers on the field. I mean, they basically use uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson as kind of a hybrid safety linebacker type role. And even Malcolm Jenkins in that kind of rover uh, hybrid linebacker safety type role. And they play almost exclusively in a sub package, if you will, um, on defense with Demario Davis. And it has been Quan Alexander. We've seen very little of Alex Anzalone since, uh, since Quan Alexander replaced him. So, look, Alex Anzalone has a ton of ability. It was a contract year for him. I thought he was going to step mm-hmm. up. He, he obviously he hasn't. You know, the, the guy who stepped up is Trey Hendrickson in a contract year to do some yes. big things. Alex Anzalone is the guy that hasn't. And you mentioned Zach Vaughn is just a special teamer. It hasn't come along like they thought. I think maybe next year, sure. But they drafted him, I think, to that kind of hybrid rusher, can drop back in coverage athletically, but it hasn't happened. And then Caden Ellis, same thing. You know, I remember game one, he started at linebacker. I think he played two snaps, and, and he's mostly been fine on special teams, but a special teamer. So you're right. Obviously, Alex Anzalone is going to go back out there, um, and, and I'm curious to see how they fill that void because for all the losses that they've had, I do think that that is one of the more significant ones that they will have to deal with going forward in the playoffs. Um, especially when you face some teams that have given you trouble already this year, maybe like the, the Green Bay Packers in an mm-hmm. NFC championship game um, when Quan Alexander was pretty strong in coverage as a linebacker. So, uh, again, I, I think it's more significant than people are letting on. I still think the Saints are arguably, even though Green Bay just decimated Tennessee, and I get that Aaron Rodgers is right there with Mahomes for the MVP conversation and, and could potentially win it. I could make a strong case for Aaron Rodgers over Mahomes. Um, because of the, the lack of talent he has from an offensive weaponry standpoint. That being said, I, I still think you can make a Saints, an argument for the Saints top to bottom is the best team in the NFC, and I am curious to see what happens when the, when the playoffs start. But I think the loss of Quan Alexander to a ruptured Achilles tendon is, is something that could significantly impact this defense, especially maybe in close games. 
Yeah, and, and maybe uh, impact him as well if it's going to take, you know, as we know, maybe six, eight months for that to be able to heal. Now, again, his, his contract is no longer guaranteed. Uh, I could see the Saints reworking that deal to try to keep him because of what he's done with his, with his, with his defense. Uh, but, again, just it's a bad time for Quan as well to be able to have that Achilles injury. And, look, that's been the biggest knock on him is being able to stay healthy in the NFL. Not ability, being able to stay healthy. Well, and look, and again, I don't know what the future holds for him. You know, Kiko Alonso was a guy that came in here last year, started, played significant snaps, was a nice cog, got hurt, and that was his third uh, uh, ACL injury. And obviously he didn't play this year. He was actually part of that trade. I don't know mm-hmm. how quickly Quan Alexander is going to be able to recover. A ruptured Achilles right. tendon is a serious injury. I, yes. A guy like Alex Okafor, I remember, came back pretty quickly from it. Sheldon Rankins came back, but really wasn't the same the season he came back. It took him another season to kind of get back to being the player he was before. So you're right. I, I don't know w- what his future is in New Orleans. I could certainly see something like the Saints did with Janoris Jenkins, where they reworked his deal mm-hmm. to keep him. I could see them reworking Quan Alexander's deal to keep him next season. But I think, and, and look, I'm not trying to get too far ahead here because you asked me one sure. question about one player, is that I think the Saints following this season are still going to be very good, but I do think it's going to be a little bit of a retooling period, so to say, because I do think, you know, Drew Brees is going to retire after this season. I think Taysom Hill will get a chance, but they could go in another direction at quarterback. I, I think they're going to have to sign some guys to long-term deals like Ramchak. They're going to have to make tough sure. decisions on some other guys. So I do think that the Saints are going to kind of shift as to who and what they are just from a personnel standpoint after this season, just in a little bit of a way, not to say they're not going to be good, not to say they still can't win the NFC South, but I think that the Breeze tenure is going to end, and that's going to give them a little flexibility with should we make some moves now as we kind of reset into the Taysom Hill era, so to say, or another era with a new quarterback. So, uh, you know, I think the future for a lot of guys is definitely up in the air, and Quan Alexander is one of them. Yep, no doubt. Uh, as for this week, obviously it's a huge week because you'd like to be able to get that number one seed and get that by, but you've got some players that are injured that, again, that would be very, very significant if you don't have them in the playoffs. This is a quandary a little bit for, for uh, Sean Payton, although, again, I think he's going to err on the side of resting guys uh, and, and, and just, uh, you know, let the chips fall where they may in terms of, again, uh, seeding for the playoffs. So wait, let me get that. So you think he's going to hold some guys back this Sunday? I think he'll rest guys. That that I mean, look, I don't think he's rushing Marcus Williams back or anybody who's got a significant injury. I think he'll hold those guys out until uh, the playoffs. Yeah, again, I, I don't know if I feel that way. I think that the Saints understand having that number one seed. And look, they can still get it. I still think there's a chance Chicago's red hot. They win and they're in. They could beat the Packers. I certainly think Seattle is a huge favorite over San Francisco. I think the Saints have a lot to play for. Getting that number one seed, Mm -hmm. the only two times they've had it, 2009, they won the Super Bowl. 2018, they should have been in the Super Bowl except for the Nolan no call. I'm not saying that Alvin Kamara's ability doesn't travel to the snow of Lambeau, but I don't know if I'd want to go face Aaron Rodgers right now in Lambeau Field in the NFC Championship game, if you get that by to get guys healthy and mentally to get that break, knowing you're number one, and then to play your games at home, I, I think it's a huge incentive for Sean Payton to, to play guys, even if it means, hey, we may fall short and we got to push some guys. You know what? This whole season's been about pushing and mental toughness. Mm-hmm. 
I would be utterly and completely shocked if they didn't go full tilt 110 to win this game to give themselves every opportunity to get the number one seed. So I, I hear what you're saying. I just my opinion differs a little bit. Right, Fletch. Uh, any any word? Any, anything you're hearing about the uh, the, the coaching staff uh, changes at LSU? Who may be coming? Uh, and, and we know who's gone, but who may be uh, taking the place of those that were let go? No, and I mean obviously we some significant shifts there with yes. offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, passing game coordinator, and then other people, you know, retirement with Ensminger, who's the offensive coordinator, Bill Johnson. I mean, you're talking about some serious, serious decision makers there on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. I mean, I hear the same names in the rumor mill, like Derek Mason, the former uh, mm-hmm. Vanderbilt head coach. I've heard locals like uh, um, uh, Terry Joseph, whose, whose cousin is on the staff right now, uh, Terry Joseph at Notre Dame. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to lure him from Notre Dame um, back to LSU. Um, obviously, Ryan Nielsen has a history with Ed Ogeron, the Saints defensive line coach. His name has popped up as possibly a defensive coordinator because he has a history in college and a relationship with Ogeron, and he's done a great job with the Saints. Um, as far as offensive coordinators, I know Munoz, who was on the staff last year, who went to Baylor and was a bad fit with Fedora. So, again, Mm -hmm. I haven't heard anything concrete that I would say, keep your eye on this guy, except for maybe Terry Joseph is a name I would circle. Not as defensive coordinator, but as a guy they could bring on to the staff. Uh, And he's got ties. He's a great recruiter. He's done a nice job at Notre Dame. He's been around the college game. So I, I would keep an eye on his name, but for the coordinator positions, I, I just the same rumors and the names that I think a lot of other people are throwing out there and talking about as well. Final question for you, Fletch. The uh, Arizona basketball program has done a self-imposed uh, uh, ban on NCAA uh, postseason. Uh, again, all part of the, uh, of the the trial that we saw that, again, pulled Will Wade in. Of course, again, uh, his the tapes were never played uh, in, in that court case, but the NCAA continues to be able to investigate uh, do you anticipate LSU following suit with what with, 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 with Arizona has done? I'll say this. I think if they were going to do it, this would be the year to do it and just kind of line it all up with your football team. Now, that being said, LSU announced those penalties when they were three and five. Yes. And, and it was a forgettable year anyway. So while commendable what they did, you know, to say, hey, we're self-imposing a bull ban this year, your season was lost anyway, and you really weren't going to be at a, a good bowl game, and your fans weren't excited about it, and it's a COVID year. I, I think if LSU was going to do something, do it now and just say, you know what, Will Wade, you, you got us in a really dicey situation. Really sorry, but we're not going to be in March Madness this year either because of the situation you put us in. But they may wait and see what kind of you know team they have and, and if they have a chance to make a deep run, they may selfishly hold that until next year. But, uh, but I think if they wanted to show we're trying to do the right thing, trying to get out in front of it, trying to act in a commendable way, they would say we, we popped our football team, we gave them a, a one-year bowl ban, we're going to do the same thing and follow suit with, with what Arizona did because Will Wade was tied up in all this, and we know that we have had to reprimand him and keep him in line a little bit more. That's what we're going to do this year for the basketball team. So will they do it? I don't know. Should they do it? Probably so. Yeah, there you go. Fletch, always appreciate it, my friend. What you guys covering over Channel 6 this week? How folks can follow you on social media as well. Well, tonight we are covering prep football. Obviously, car plays for a state championship tonight. Recapping our alma mater last night, Eric, an instant classic. Yes. 
in, in St. Charles Catholic both played yesterday, then the Pelicans tonight. Uh, so, yeah, so a busy evening tonight at WDSU. There you go. Fletch, thanks for the time. Happy New Year to you and your family. All right, Eric. Thank you. At Fletcher WDSU on Twitter. Uh, Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock tonight. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up our number one. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon restaurant so good hi eric asher here with my good friend mike that will see the tiktok cafe what'd you say eric hey mike you know what my prescription medication the tiktok cafe have in common what's that they cause drowsiness dizziness nausea cramps diarrhea blurred vision muscle aches gas heartburn upset stomach constipation weight changes decreased sex drive impudence dry mouth ringing in the ears depression oh yeah and suicidal thoughts it's the tiktok cafe Causeway I-10 in Metairie. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or Dave me at insagency.com. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home of New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. This year has brought about many changes in the business world. Now more than ever, businesses need help to grow through effective integrated marketing campaigns. Due to this demand, Cumulus New Orleans has an immediate opening for a digital and radio account executive. If you are outgoing, digitally savvy, and a quick learner who wants their paycheck to directly reflect their hard work with no income cap, apply today at Cumulus.com. That's C-U-M-U-L-U-S.com. Cumulus Media is an equal opportunity employer.
Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. You know, the power went out at my house the other night, and I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait till I get that generator from Burkhardt. Uh, if you're looking for a generator, think Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. Financing available for generators. They're doing new install quality check after one month. And, of course, they'll sit down with you, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator at your home or your business. And as, as I mentioned, a single-day install. Fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. So if you have uh, an issue, whether, again, it's emergency service or you just need service, they got you covered 24 7 365 service for you and yes if you've used your generator over 100 hours during the storm season you need to have it um, serviced by a professional burkhart can do it for you acpromise.com acpromise.com want to thank fletcher mackle uh, for joining us on the program along with glenn gilbo of usa today network today's program brought to you by the oceana family of restaurants oceana grill mambo's bobby bear's cajun cannon restaurant at old old orleans cookery all are open late all are open seven days a week and all are open through the new year's holiday both new year's eve and new year's day and if you'd like them to cater your new year's uh, celebration Give them a call at one of the restaurants. They'll do it for you as well. That's the Oceana family of restaurants. Eric Asher with you until 6. We'll be right back. These days, we're all concerned about the air quality in our homes and workplaces. Burkhart's Air Conditioning and Heating has the solution for you, your family, your employees, and your customers. It's the APCO Whole Home Treatment System. This state-of-the-art air filtration system is installed inside your central air system and detoxes the air as it's circulated through your HVAC system. If you're concerned about the indoor air quality in your home or business, then contact Burkhart's Air Conditioning and Heating at acpromise.com and find out more about the APCO Air Filtration System. That's Burkhart's Air Conditioning and Heating at acpromise.com. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune-in radio app. We are 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Have you looked at your website lately and said, gosh, this needs work? Or maybe you've just been putting off building a website for your business. Well, don't stress. Cumulus Digital is here to help. Our custom-designed and comprehensive website packages include everything you need, including links to your social media, Google search, and we even drive customers straight to you. Starting at just $1,500 to build and low monthly hosting and maintenance costs starting at just $85, we'll take care of it all. Go to nolacumuluscares.com today and get started.
talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? What we've got here is failure to communicate. Stick to the truth is what you're good at. FM Nash Icon. I'm your host, Eric Asher. You can listen live at the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, Nash FM 1061. Also, the podcast is now available for you at your favorite podcasting platform, Apple, Anchor, iHeart, Google, Spotify, you name it, we're on it. And if we're not on your favorite podcasting platform, please let us know, eric at ericasher.com. We'll be sure to get it on there for you. And, of course, as always, you can always uh, go to ericasher.com, check out the previous episodes of the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. This week it will be Chris Hagan on the program of Fox 8 Sports. Uh, that's Thursday at 1 p.m. and 6 p.m. on LAE. 10 o'clock on WLAE TV 2, The Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock on Pelican. 10 o'clock on LAE. On Saturday, 2 a.m. on The Deuce and 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Chris Hagan of Fox 8 Sports is my guest this week. And you can give me a follow at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter and the Facebook page is Eric Asher. Thanks to our guest in the first hour, Glenn Gilbo and Fletcher Mackle. Glenn Gilbo of USA Today Network. Fletcher Mackle Channel 6 Sports. This hour, Ali Cassell will join us at about 5.10 from uh, uh, the Bird Rights, and uh, we'll talk about the Pelicans uh, going to Phoenix tonight, but also, again, 2-1 and on the season thus far. Uh, Also, Gary Smith of the Wave Report and NOLA.com will update us on the Tulane Green Wave. That'll happen around 5.35 this evening. Again, uh, uh, today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and Old New Orleans Cookery. All of those restaurants are open late. I'm, I'm telling you, this is, this, is, uh, this is seven days a week, 365 days a year. They never close. So, again, they're open late for you. Also, uh, as, as mentioned, if you're looking for a place to be able to dine over the New Year's holiday, they're open for you. Bobby Bear's is open in Metairie, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, Oceana Grill, all open in the French Quarter. If you happen to be heading down to the French Quarter, you can always slip in, grab a cocktail, uh, grab something to eat. Uh, it be fantastic. Go to Mambo's to be on that Bourbon Street rooftop bar, checking out again the sights uh, of the New Year's. And, of course, each and every one of the quarter restaurants all have uh, have uh, 
uh, courtyards in which you can uh, dine in. Authentic French Quarter courtyards. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, of course, also in Metairie. Uh, has a beautiful restaurant with, with, again, all the sports memorabilia you can handle, but 30-plus TV screens. So if you're looking for a place to get together to watch the game, you can do it over at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All the Oceana Family restaurants are there for you, and they also cater your next event. Uh, think the Oceana Family restaurants when you're in the quarter or you're in Metairie. Uh, all serving, again, fantastic food late every night of the week. All right, um, let's uh, let's head to the guest line. We're going to talk some Pels. Uh, I'm excited about the Pelicans uh, thus far, 2-1 and one on the season. And uh, they're still trying to find their sea legs a bit. But as I mentioned as we opened up the program, I even mentioned to Fletcher Mackle, and I'll mention it to our guest. Uh, if you rush and go to NBA.com right now. Because uh, the Pelicans are in first place in the Western Conference. And that doesn't happen very often. And I understand it is only three games into the season. And there are seven other teams that are tied with the Pelicans. But it's good to see New Orleans at the top of the Western Conference. Maybe that's going to happen in like three to four years from now. Where we'll be seeing that consistently. Most likely we see it with the New Orleans Saints now. Uh, But the Pelicans, based on what we've seen over the last few years on the starts, uh, that is an unusual sighting to see the Pelicans at the top of the uh, the Western Conference standings. To break it down for us is none other than our good friend Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights. Ali, how you doing? I'm doing great, Eric. Thank you, Ali. Uh, first of all, um, so far, on what you've seen, what, 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 give me your take. Again, two and one. Uh, they beat the Raptors. Obviously, they beat the San Antonio Spurs, which has been a nemesis for, for this franchise. They lose to the Miami Heat. And, look, Miami has a little bit of a leg up on a lot of teams because, you know, they just got finished playing. And, and, and there hasn't been a real real um, turnover on that roster as well. Uh, but, yet again, the Pelicans 2-1. and one. Your thoughts? Right, Eric. It feels like the world has been turned upside down. <laughs> when you look at now that the Pelicans' defense is their strong suit and the offense is now the worst in the NBA – I mean, it's a vast departure from last season, where after, I think, three games, they're averaging about 120 points a game, but giving up nearly as much. But now they've really put the clamps on and won a couple of games due to that defense, and they're leading the league in opponents' points per game. It's just under 102 points. So everything that we were hoping to see um, get changed with the higher Stan Van Gundy looks like, at least on one side of the ball, has definitely happened, right? They've taken, Eric, his uh, strategies, his schemes, and just his beliefs and reducing the turnovers, not putting opponents on a free-throw line, you know, cutting all those lanes down, not allowing people to get to the rim and getting a bunch of, you know, attempts, shot attempts around the rim. Um, so we've seen it in action. So I think it brings a lot of hope because the team can now win ugly games. You know, in two of the three games, Eric, they have not exceeded 40% field goal percentage and 30 mm-hmm from three-point range. I mean, that's incredible. They've won two games with such bad shooting displays. But they played better defense. And, and, and let me say this. They played defense <laughs> because at times last year, complete. they didn't play any defense. And they seem to be a more structured ball club, even on the offensive end. You see them running sets. Uh, so it's it's a different it – really, if you haven't – look, if you haven't tuned in yet, it's a different Pelicans team than what you've been used to seeing over the last few years under Alvin Gentry. Yes, and this is, should not be new to most of your regular listeners, right, Eric? We have long lamented the lack of structure with a young team didn't work, and it showed year after year. Um, roles need to be given, and we've even heard players in training camp say they, they like roles and, and fitting in, being asked what position is best for them, 
like the Nikhil Alexander Walker. And so I just think that's translated to, you know, the results on the court to where they look like just a better basketball player or a basketball team that's making smarter decisions, helping each other defensively, right? Making the smart right plays offensively instead of jacking up the first open shot the team gets. Um, so, yeah, Eric, it's a vast departure from what we saw for five years under Alvin, and I, I'm certainly here for it because that way proved not to work for New Orleans. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's talk about the, the, the continued growth of Brandon Ingram, who has become a bona fide superstar on this team. Uh, I mean, sorry, in the league. He is the man on this team, uh, along with Zion Williamson. But, again, a guy, he is a force to be reckoned with now around the league. It's amazing that at age 23 we're talking about him next to uh, MVPs like LeBron James, Luka Doncic. And that's really what he's resembled at least through three games, right? The scoring is there. He's averaging about 27 points a game rebounding the ball at a great clip, over seven rebounds a game, and having nearly as many assists with around, I think, 6.7 or 7. And those are identical lines to what Luke and LeBron have thus far put up this year. So, yeah, he's, Eric, taking his game to another level. You know, coming off a most improved season that he definitely deserved, as well as that all-star bid, he honestly now looks like even even more complete player to where he now can be relied on as the, you know, the team's main playmaker, something that only LeBron or Luka do as uh, really skilled forwards in this league, not fitting inside that typical point guard traditional role. So, you know, I think the sky's really the limit. That's what we, we should take away from this. B.I. could legitimately be an all-NBA candidate for years to come. Yes. I agree. Also, there was a lot of talk, word about spacing with having a Steven Adams and a Zion Williamson on the floor at the same time. That has not been an issue thus far early in the season. Eric, I think it's been their best offense. Every game I feel like I've watched, Steven Adams has either freed up Lonzo or Brandon Ingram for a jumper or two, and that's mm-hmm. got them going, right? They've made those open shots. As to where the rest of the offense has been, you know, it's been difficult to get either clean looks or when they've gotten them for them to drop. But the best, most reliable offense, honestly, has been a Steven Adams screen. So, no, you can't convince me that this team is suddenly now a lot worse offensively just because of his addition. Look, they were averaging those 120 points last year with Derek Favors on the roster as the starting center. So, no, Adams brings so much to this team, Eric. That's why that defense, I feel like, honestly, is now one of the best, at least so far, like I said, through the first week, because he's anchoring that paint. He's directing traffic, not allowing second shots, you name it. All those intangibles are there. So, no, Steven Adams, I feel like, honestly, Eric, if you get outside of Brandon Ingram, and, you know, I guess you can throw Zion, too, but Zion's really only been giving you offense so far. Steven Adams right. is in the top three most important players thus far for me. See, and that's what I'm going to be watching going forward in the season because, uh, you know, again, still uh, playing a lot of minutes. Uh, uh, Zion and even Jackson Hayes coming off the bench to be able to uh, sub in for Steven, Steven Adams. Those guys are lost on defense. And, and, again, simple plays like you would think they would be able to make on the d- defensive side, the rotations, et cetera. Uh, again, they're, 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 either, they're either late or not there at all. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, again, how quickly they can get up to, again, at least be, being a, 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 I don't want to say a force in terms of defense on the NBA, but but play some semblance of defense, consistent defense on the NBA level. Yes, Eric, that's that's the biggest concern. Just like last year, there was no depth, reliable depth behind Zion and and, uh, Derek Favors. It looks to be the same problem again this year behind Zion and now Steven Adams. I mean, Jackson Hayes, 
you can see a little bit of improvement in terms of just some reads, and he's not suffering complete breakdowns. But he's still out of position. He's taking bad angles, for instance, to the ball on help defense, and then he's just fouling people. He's not coming out of the restricted area in other help situations and thereby allowing either the opponent to score an easy floater, you name it. He still doesn't grasp the fundamentals, and that's a problem considering Dan Van Gundy is relying on him so far for minutes behind Adams for when he's resting. Um, it looks like Melly. You know, he, he played in the first two games, but he was removed from the rotation in the last game. Van Gundy went to a much smaller rotation. So, you know, that's going to be an issue when, you know, we get deeper in the season, right, Eric? Either injuries crop up or players yes. start getting tired because you're riding the core seven so much that I think David Griffin may have to make a move unless, you know, somebody shows that improvement, hopefully, or winning Gabriel. You know, he's been out so far to start the year, comes back, and maybe he can be a help. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, that that's going to be a sore spot for this team. Bench depth. Yep, no no doubt about it. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to continue to talk a little bit about, uh, again, the Pelicans on the court. Plus, again, a lot of rumors that are swirling around off the court on, on, again, players that may be destined for the Pelicans. We'll get into that. I like to sell the bird rights is with us. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. If you're in the market for a new air conditioning system, uh, let me tell you about my friends at Burkhardt. First of all, they'll come in and they use state-of-the-art equipment to be able to measure your home. Again, none of this, again, pulling out the tape measure. It's state-of-the-art, all electronic. Uh, They will build your ductwork at their state State of the art facility in Mandeville. Everything is hands on when you talk about uh, our friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning. The attention to detail is the first thing you'll find. And again, treating your home like their home. Uh, they'll come in. Uh, they'll again. By the time they leave, your home is clean, just like uh, like it was before they they walked in the door. And, and then again, uh, once they they install that system for you. You're going to save money each and every month like we're doing with our new amount of heat pump. Uh, we are saving money on our power bill each and every month. And this has been during COVID when we've been home. Uh, and, I, again, I'll be interested to see, again, when we get out of COVID and, again, we're back on the road and my wife's back at work, again, what our power bill will be. But right now, i got to tell you, I am, I am very, very happy with Burkhardt has been able to do. Before you sign that contract with any other company, think Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. That's North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank with 15 trucks in the field and a 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Family-owned and operated since 1989. acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Project Shine makes it easy for good people to connect with great causes bringing fresh light to a dark and troubled world. When you help someone else, you help yourself, and that makes the world a better place. Visit Volunteer Match and brighten someone's day today. Thanks for being a part of Project Shine. 106.1 Nash Icon. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. This report is sponsored by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Delays are steady on 10 eastbound from just past the Elysian Fields to the high rise. I'm Ed Robinson. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. 
JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory is open during the coronavirus shutdown. Bienvenue is offering our full menu as well as wine and beer by way of curbside service or our drive-up window at 467 Hickory Avenue. Our wait staff will deliver to your door or use waiter. Check out our menu today at BienvenueHarahan.com. Then place your order at 504-305-4792. That's 504-305-4792. Gift cards are available. Order today from Bienvenue on Hickory, 305-4792. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Your air conditioning system has to survive through the hot summer season. Do you know if it's ready? The best way to find out is to call Burkhart today. A quick tune-up from Burkhart's team of professional technicians will give you the peace of mind you're looking for this summer. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to a quick tune-up of your air conditioning system, there's no one else I trust more than Burkhart. Family-owned, licensed, and insured, that's Burkhart. Visit Burkhart today at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home of New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Listen to Nash 1061 on Alexa, sponsored by Indeed. Say, Alexa, play Nash 1061. We heard you're hiring. You need Indeed. Get quality candidates delivered from Indeed's resume database immediately when you upgrade your job post. Learn more at Indeed.com slash smart. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, 739 Conti Bourbon, Mambo's 411 Bourbon Street, Old New Orleans Cookery, 200, 200, uh, 205 Bourbon Street, and, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Lake Villa and Veterans in Menory. All are open late, seven days a week. All are open during the New Year's holiday, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. All will cater your New Year's uh, dinner or your New Year's party. All you got to do is call the individual restaurant. Uh, whether you're coming in for a cocktail or grabbing a great meal, think again of the, uh, uh, the, the Oceana family of restaurants uh, near you. Uh, Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights is our guest. Ali uh, just came over the um, over the internet uh, that the NBA is going to have a G League uh, this year. It looks like it's going to be 12 to 15 games. They're going to do it in the Disney bubble. Um, your thoughts on that? Of course, this is the last year, I believe, for the um, Bayhawks to be in Erie. They're going to be moving down to, uh, in, to, to, to Alabama, uh, Birmingham, right? And and that'll be next season. But there was a lot of talk that there would not even be a G League this year. No, correct. Because let's face it, it's not a money maker at all for the NBA. And in fact, I mean, teams that own these G League teams have to, of course, pay the expense of running uh, just one season, so or each season for uh, for the expenses. So. What I'm hearing, though, is that the Pelicans are going to combine with the Washington Wizards G League team. So they're going to offset each other's costs 
and basically take up half the roster, you know, one team for one, one for the other. But you're right, it's going to be a very small schedule. So, honestly, I don't think it's going to be anything worth our time to watch. I think had they had a normal season, Eric, I think it would have been worth it because, let's face it, either Kyra Lewis may have gotten some run there or maybe yes. even Didi Lozada would have been brought over from Australia because I really think that might have been the plan. But because of the pandemic, they decided it was best to leave him in Australia where he can at least play a fuller schedule, right, get the competition in just the minutes and the reps he needs. So I honestly don't think we're, at least as a New Orleans Pelicans you know, fan, you're not going to get much out of this G League uh, experiment of, at all. With that said, talk about the depth of this team. Uh, again, um, you had Stan Van Gundy talking about that he needs to get players more minutes, more run. He maybe needs to go deeper in his bench. But yet again, we, you just mentioned it. I mean, Nico Melli didn't play the other night. So he's still tinkering and experimenting. How deep can this team go? Eric, it's going to be a balancing act because, let's face it, they only had a three-week training camp. So, effectively, they're still kind of in – all teams are still in that preseason mode. Outside of maybe, like you mentioned, the Lakers and the Heat, some, a couple of teams that have recently been playing competitive basketball. Sure. So, we know Stan Van Gundy and coaches like him, their priority is without a doubt to notch wins in that win column. So, I foresee him, honestly, probably running you know, a tight ship for at least a couple, maybe more weeks until he either, A, sees that his players are getting, you know, really winded and tired quicker in games, or he starts seeing better developments in practice. I honestly believe that Nicola Melli was removed uh, from the rotation, at least just for the last game. Was He didn't like something in the last practice where I remember they were working on pick-and-roll defense and certain defensive other strategies. And in that prior game against the Heat, Nicola Melli was really off, you know. So it wouldn't surprise me that maybe he didn't show enough in practice, so Therefore, he's like, well, I'm just going to rely on Jackson Hayes, his athleticism. Maybe that can get me a player or two. But, you know, he can't run this, Eric, <laughs> this seven-man rotation the entire, entire season because it's a condensed schedule. I mean, these guys are playing every other day for at least the right. next, I want to say, seven games. So they're going to get tired quickly. You just gonna have to hope, right, that somebody can step up, show that he, they're deserving minutes. Of course, Stan gives them to him. So I honestly think Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Melly, they'll be – soon enough, I think, in this rotation. Because, he, he, like I said, he can't keep running these guys in the ground. It's great to start off with after the first week, but eventually you're going to have to start turning to some other guys. How about Herman Gomez? Or you mentioned Gabriel earlier in the show. Do you think either one of those guys are going to start getting playing time? I think there's hope for Winion because he was talked about a decent amount in training camps where I know that mm-hmm. Dan Van Gundy, that either when we go small, I could use him as a five, or when we want to kind of stay big, um, I can have him as a three. So he's a very versatile defender. You know, he's long, six foot nine, but very athletic. Can shoot the three ball just a little bit, and is okay rebounder and, and a few other things. But with Hernan Gomez, Eric, I don't see. You know, I only we only saw him just for a brief instance in preseason yes. one of the games, and I was not impressed, honestly. You know, after watching Jackson. And Nicola Melli kind of not produce. You were hoping to see her in Gomez. And when we did, I was even less impressed by him. So I'm imagining that he's just not showing what he needs to. Now, granted, maybe he will give him a month under uh, with the coaches, you know, working mm-hmm. diligently in practice. Then maybe he'll nail down some concepts and be able to provide five, ten minutes if Jackson is still floundering a little bit defensively. But otherwise, no, I don't have hope for him. And I think there's a reason, Eric. Um, he was signed to a partial guarantee because they weren't obviously sold on him. Right. Um, 
a lot, lot of rumors out there right now, especially with James Harden trying to find a landing spot, right? And, and I was reading an article over, over the holidays that talked about maybe Harden coming to New Orleans. I, I didn't like uh, the, the selection of players they were talking about possibly moving. I, I'll be honest with you, I don't like Harden as a fit in New Orleans, but what are your thoughts on, on, on that and, and maybe a, 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 uh, if not Harden uh, looking and possibly um, maybe bringing in another veteran? Well, I think they definitely should be active in the trade markets because we've already seen the holes, the, the small rotations and such, that they're going to need help, especially if this is a playoff team and um, Stan Van Gundy requires a few more personnel. So I expect movement on that front. But as far as, like, say, James Harden, for instance, let's just get him out of the way. No, right. Eric, I do not want to see him in New Orleans. No. You know, he's a one-man band, and he's fantastic yep. at it. There may not be a better single-handed offensive weapon that we've seen, seen since maybe Michael Jordan. I mean, I'll be honest with you. The way this guy and defenses know what's coming, but they can't stop him. He's a great organizer, so he's either going to get a shot, good shot for himself usually, or a teammate. I mean, that's so valuable and rare, yet you don't want to see it on this Pelicans team because they've got a young core that they're trying to develop. Mm-hmm. They want Brandon Ingram to have the ball in key situations. They also yes. probably want eventually for Zion Williamson to step in a similar role and maybe even get Lonzo Ball involved in some, like I said, key minutes. So bringing in a Harden, that would effectively kill that off and, and the growth of this young core that you're trying to, you know, turn into a winner for like the next five to six, seven years. I couldn't agree with you. He's, again, to put it short, he's a ball-dominant player. And, and you're, to me, they don't need a ball-dominant player on this team right now. Exactly. I mean, if, if Sam Van Gundy's crying for more motion offense and lamenting mm-hmm. the bad cuts and picking roles and such, players not being positioned, I think having a guy like James Harden will make things that much worse. Suddenly you've got four of our guys staying around the perimeter just waiting to have the ball thrown to them to shoot an open shot. That's it. That's what you get when you've got Harden on your team. Yep, no doubt. Uh, big And final question for you. Obviously a big uh, first half of the season for Lonzo Ball. Uh, they did not pick up his option. He is a restricted free agent uh, at the end of the season, but the Pelicans obviously may, may, could make a move on him at the trading deadline and move him to another team. What do you think happens with Lonzo Ball, and how do you think he's played thus far in this system over the first three games? I think Lonzo's looked really good. I know that at times his shot hasn't been there. But overall, he has started this year so much better than last season to where he was almost unplayable for maybe the first six weeks. No, this year, Eric, it looks like he's got the confidence from day one. And you see it, right? At the start of games, he's using a Stephen Adams screen, shooting the open jumper when it's there. And even in the last game, I want to say he attempted around nine, maybe ten shots inside the three-point arc. So that's a rarity for him when he's going that and taking it to the rim. Or my favorite play from him, honestly, Eric, because he tried to shoot a floater over LaMarcus Aldridge, missed it, but then he went and got his own rebound, and he was able to put it back up over LaMarcus. So that's something we have rarely seen out of him. So he, he's still developing, right? He's 23 years old, and he really legitimately started from the bottom in terms of ability and confidence at performing and producing results in the NBA. To where now, I honestly see him as a decent two-way player, and if he can keep growing, adding more to his game, He's going to be a viable piece that probably may earn something close to the max, maybe $20 million per year from David Griffin at the end of the season. Ali, tell us about the bird rights. Tell us about, uh, again, what you guys got coming up and, of course, how they can follow you on social media. Sure, Eric. 
Thanks for having me on. You can catch all of our work over at The Bird Rights. It's all one word, www.thebirdrights.com, at SB Nation, where you'll find all of our articles, podcasts, you name it every day. And please follow us on Twitter and on Facebook, where we're pretty active. Always appreciate your time, my friend. Happy New Year's to you and your family and the whole staff over The Bird Rights. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, Eric. And, and the same to your family and, of course, everybody there at the radio station. Thank you, my friend. That is Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights. Don't forget about my friends over at um, the William Grant family of, uh, of products. Great uh, uh, spirits for you. Henry Shim, Malaco, Tequila, Reka Vaca. Don't forget about the all-star lineup of scotches. Glenfiddich Scotch Whiskey, Grant's Blended Scotch Whiskey, also the Balvini Scotch Whiskey. Uh, don't forget about Sailor Jerry Rum. Perfect for this time of year with the spice rum. And, of course, uh, Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Always a good time for Tullamore Dew. You can reach for your favorite uh, William Grant products at your favorite spirit store. Again, ask for it when, when you head down to your favorite watering hole. Uh, again, it is uh, the William Grant family of spirits. We will be right back with um, uh, Gary Smith of The Wave Report and NOLA.com talking a little too late. Katie's is open during the coronavirus shutdown. Katie's is offering our full menu as well as wine and beer by way of curbside service or delivery NOLA. Our wait staff will deliver to your door anywhere. Check out our world-famous menu at katiesinmidcity.com and then call now at 504-488-6582 and place your order. Curbside services at Katie's at 3701 Iberville. Gift cards are available. Keep our staff employed. Order now at 488-6582. That's Katie's, 488-6582. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels, at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504 504- 737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor unique vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say there, Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you you have, like, the perfect face for radio? No, Mike, did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud, no, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man, you know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and Salmonella. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or Dave me at insagency.com. 
Have you looked at your website lately and said, gosh, this needs work? Or maybe you've just been putting off building a website for your business. Well, don't stress. Cumulus Digital is here to help. Our custom designed and comprehensive website packages include everything you need, including links to your social media, Google search, and we even drive customers straight to you. Starting at just $1,500 to build and low monthly hosting and maintenance costs starting at just $85, we'll take care of it all. Go to nolacumuluscares.com today and get started. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, 739 Conti Bourbon. Uh, their sister restaurant, Mambo's, the newest member of the Oceana Family of Restaurants, at 411 Bourbon Street, three floors of incredible dining. Again, don't forget, especially you got friends coming in from out of town, and maybe you're heading to the quarter for the New Year's, for New Year's uh, that rooftop bar. Uh, Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar is at Mambo's uh, over at Old New Orleans Cookery. Not one, but two Bourbon Street balconies for you to be able to enjoy a meal or, again, cocktails. And, of course, if you're in Metairie, don't forget about Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Voted as the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. Uh, fantastic menu for you. Great cocktails. TV's everywhere. You'll never miss a play. It is the Oceana Family of Restaurants. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. And all are open on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. And all can, all can, can cater your uh, New Year's celebration as well. That's the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, let's turn our attention now to um, the Tulane Green Wave as they just ended their football season. Joining us as he does each and every week on the program is Gary Smith of the Wave Report and NOLA.com. Gary, how you doing? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. I've, it's been a weird feeling. I've, uh, I haven't been writing two stories every day for the last Right. <laughs> Get a little bit of a break, just a little bit yeah. of a break. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, exactly. before, before we talk about next year, let's look back at this year. And then specifically, let's talk about the bowl game with, with Nevada. You're, you're, we were on the air last week as that game right. was ongoing. You've had a chance to digest that now. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's an excusable loss. It was disappointing in that you you would, you would hope Tulane had gotten to the point where it was a program that could take a series of personnel losses and be able to beat a team from the Mountain West, but it wasn't the right Mountain West team to play in that Nevada's strength and excellent quarterback and excellent receivers matched up with Tulane's glaring weakness, which was its its secondary play. And look, any team is going to be affected when they're, when, when their all American defensive end Patrick Johnson is out and they're all, in, in some other circles, All-American defensive end Cam Sample is out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, Tulane had no pass rush in that game, and Nevada's quarterback and receivers beat up Tulane's defensive backs for a significant portion of that game. And, that, and I think if you have Cam Sample and Patrick Johnson playing, it's, it, it's a different story. But it wasn't. Tulane needs to. Move, Tulane can move on from that because there's there's not really a huge whole lot of difference between seven and five and six and six. But it, it sure would have been nice to, to to be a team that had won three straight bowl games because that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And let's look to the future now, because at least look the, the main thing that any college football team needs is uh, a, a solid quarterback, a very good to great quarterback, mm-hmm. and then quarterback depth. Uh, again, just based on what we saw on the sample size of Michael Pratt, he looks like he is a bona fide yeah. Division One quarterback with, again, yeah. a chance down the line if he develops to maybe even be in the, the play on Sundays one day. Well, we're getting a little bit yeah. ahead of ourselves here. With that yeah, said, but... mm-hmm. go ahead. 
No, go ahead. I was just saying, he's, and again, he has some things he needs to improve on. Weather conditions have affected him a little bit. He didn't seem mm-hmm. to handle the cold particularly well in the first half, but the guy's a winner, and he showed it again because he got murdered in that game. Tulane <laughs> I mean, yes. had a bunch of offensive line guys out, and he got hit and hit and hit and hit, and he kept getting up. He limped around a little bit. He kept making plays. Um, he kept, he, 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 he's a winner, and He's got, and when you've got, when you're a winner and you've got good tools to go with it, it it's just hard to imagine how this guy's not going to be one of the best quarterbacks in Tulane history by the time he's done. Yeah, and, and I, I would agree. Just based on what we've seen so far, if he can stay healthy. With that yep. said, let's talk about the rest of the roster coming back. How good can this team be? Because look, they're losing some players that'll be mm-hmm. playing on Sunday next season. Yeah, I, that that's that's the key question. I mean, they they've got some uh, some talented replacements. Angela Anderson, uh, the the true freshman who started in, in place of Patrick Johnson, actually had an incredible first series down at the goal line. He made two straight big tackles to uh, to stuff Nevada when they when they idiotically took their star quarterback off the field and went to a wildcat um, offense. And, 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 and I think Angelo Anderson, the John Curtis product, who was a huge recruit when Tulane got him, is going to be a terrific player. But even next year, he's not going to be Patrick Johnson as a senior. Um, they definitely are going to have some growing pains up front on defense. Their, their, front, their, their front four was outstanding this year. But that being said, they should be a lot better on offense. Their receivers <laughs> that are coming back, Jaquan Jackson, and uh, and 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 um, it, it, it has proven himself to be to be a heck of a player. Deuce Watts is going to be a good player. They're bringing in guys. All the guys that weren't very good this year had a year to grow up. They're going to be a lot better at that position. They'll they'll be fine. I'm not sure Tajay Spears will be 100% next year, but even an 80% Tajay Spears will be an effective player for them. Stephen Hutterson, running back, could come back. They're returning about nine offensive linemen who started this year at, at different times you got to think that their offense is going to be significantly better than it was this year even though they they had the second highest scoring average in school history it was still inconsistent on offense at times and next year i they 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 really the offense they they can win games with their offense which they really haven't done a whole lot of in, in, in willie fritz's tenure is there a chance any of this recruiting class coming in could make an instant impact there is, but I don't think I, the positions they're coming in with, and it wasn't quite as highly rated a class as, as last year's group, I can't put my finger on which guy that's going to, to be this year. I, I mentioned last week when we talked, I think, Jaden Kennedy, the last guy they got, the defensive back from Florida, had 10 interceptions as a senior yes. um, in the highest classification of Florida. That's a position of need. I think he can. I, I Really, I think it'll be – there's no clear-cut standout in this group. It's going to be who's the most ready, who, who which guy – was prepared the most coming in um, will get a chance to play. But no, I don't think, I don't think we're going to be seeing any guys coming in and being um, freshman all conference or anything like that next year for Tulane. Mm-hmm. I, they, they've got a lot of depth coming back at a lot of positions and the positions where they don't have depth coming back. I'm not sure they have that impact player. New offensive coordinator in chip long. How much of this offense changed from what we saw with Will Hall? You know, not a ton from what I've been told. Um, I, I, We'll find out. <laughs> he did not. He didn't change anything for for, for the bowl game. Um, there just wasn't enough time. If there is a spring football um, this year, we'll see a lot more about what his offense is going to look like. But again, he he and Will Hall are best friends. They they feed off of each other a lot. They have a lot of similarities in their approach. Of course, there'll be differences. Every, every um, offensive coordinator is different from the other. But I don't think there'll be a radical change. I think it'll still be the same look offense where they run more than they throw, but they're trying to have balance to the point where if a team is stacking the box, um, 
they can hurt you big time. And, and Tulane did that in the second half of the season with Michael Pratt, I, particularly East Carolina. They came out with like eight, an eight-man front, <laughs> and, and, and Tulane threw on their first seven plays and buzzed straight down the field and, and got them out of that defense, and then Tulane was able to run. I think it'll be the same approach next year. It's always going to be a run-first team, but with Michael mm-hmm. Pratt, they're going to be a situation where if, if you if – they can they can hurt you in the air too, and when and especially when you try to stack the line, and, and that that's 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 what Willie Fritz wanted to have when he arrived at Tulane, and it's really going to be in place for the first time next year. I found your article interesting in in the uh, in all dot com, the Times Picayune, the Advocate, uh, talking about defensive coordinator Chris Hampton. That uh, again, there was no real nationwide search. No, nope. uh, I guess much like the offensive coordinator, Willie Fritz already knew and he had in mind who he wanted. Uh, for that mm-hmm. defense quarterback position, talk talk about Chris Hampton and what he brings to the table. Yeah, it, it, it's really interesting. Um, it, it, Willie Fritz said he didn't call anybody else that he had him that that was that was who he wanted, and and and, and I'm almost wondering if if they had conversations uh, before Chris Hampton left because one of the other things Willie Fritz said, which I don't even think I put in my story, was that he loved it when coaches ex- went and, and heard new voices, and that that makes you a better coach if you hear the same voice all the time. You may not improve a much. It, as much so he loved that Chris Hampton even though Duke had a horrific year he thought that that helped Chris Hampton tremendously spending a year at Duke and away from Tulane before he could come back but yeah it was it was I I definitely feel like Fritz had him had him marked as a guy who could be Tulane's defensive coordinator down the road and you look at it Tulane's secondary play was pretty good when Chris Hampton was their secondary coach and mm-hmm. he leaves and look how bad the secondary play was this year. Now the personnel wasn't as good either. You can't, I'm not all putting it on coaching, but, but it, it was definitely different. And the mistakes we saw this year that were just kind of incomprehensible in the secondary Chris Hampton's um, players didn't make those type of mistakes. So if you judge him on that, it, it, it's a really good hire. I mean, he's never been a defensive coordinator before, so I'll reserve a little bit of judgment until I see what kind sure. of defense they put on the field next year. Do you anticipate any more changes in the coaching staff? Yeah, I, I, I had been told about three or four weeks ago by a source that was usually reliable that there would be a, a couple more changes on the staff. Um, this was before there had been any changes, but I'm starting to think that's not going to happen now because it, it feels to me like we would have we would have heard it at, at, at this point. That um, it, it, the, the one question, again, Chris Hampton has coached the secondary at every stop of his career. Tulane has two secondary coaches on the staff already. He can't coach the secondary. You can't have. I mean, they're going to have to reassign. They're definitely going to have to reassign somebody because you can't have. Obviously, you can't have three secondary coaches. Maybe Chris Hampton stays at um, um, doing what Jack Curtis did, which was basically coaching the outside linebackers. But uh, it, it, it'll be interesting to see that. But I, I, I will. I, I now think there's a pretty good chance that the staff they have right now is going to be the staff we see um, when the, at the start of next season. As we let you go, I want to shift gears to the basketball team for a moment because that, that that's what's up next. How good is this? I'm sorry. How good is this Tulane basketball team? Hard, hard to say. They're going to. I'll say this with confidence: this roster is going to be good down the road as long as they don't have people leave at the end of the season. But it's an incredibly young roster. They lost. It's the seventh youngest roster in the country in terms of how much scoring they lost from, from last year when obviously they went for the quick fix and the grad transfers and it didn't pan out. So this year they had to start over. Um, but this roster is good. Jalen Forbes is going to be – I think he's going to be one of the best players in Tulane history by the time he's done. He's a, um, he, he's a sophomore playing this year. He's been shooting pretty poorly, but he has great form. He's just got that – 
got that it factor that you see in a great player. And, and, and all of these guys are going to be coming back, but I, I have a feeling they're going to take their lumps this year. They did not. The East Carolina game was the first time they'd left campus since June, basically, and, and it showed last week. And I just have a feeling they're going to take their lumps this year as they learn because this is not – the AAC isn't a great basketball conference anymore, but it's a good basketball conference. And a lot of good coaches, a lot of – every team Tulane's playing is going to be more experienced than they are, and they're going to be learning as the season goes. So I, I, I'm not sure it's going to be a great season record-wise. But next year and the year after that, I think you're going to see this team make huge strides. That's awesome. Always appreciate your time. Happy New Year to you and your family. And uh, as always, please let us know about your fantastic website, how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah. Same to you. you. You you run a terrific show. You're, 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 you're the best in New Orleans at what you do. Um, my website is uh, thewavereport.com, tulane.rivals.com. Just uh, the People want to subscribe today. I, I picked my, my most outstanding players on offense and defense and started start a debate there. I uh, won't even say who I picked, but you can go on there and weigh in on, there you go. on that topic. And then a Twitter, at Gare Smith, G-U-E-R Smith. Any breaking news, the fact that former Tulane offensive lineman John LeGlue got picked up by the Pittsburgh Steelers today, I tweeted that out. Patrick Johnson, mm-hmm. second-team All-America, buys the sporting news. There you go. Thanks again, my friend. We'll check in with you next week. Always appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on the show. That is uh, Gary. That is Gary Smith of uh, the Wave Report and com. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating and the Bundle and Save Package. That's all you do is ask for the Bundle and Save Package. You can do the Daily Double, which will include your generator maintenance and your AC maintenance, or you uh, and, uh, or again, you could do your tankless water heater or, or your AC maintenance. Uh, if you want to do the trifecta, you can go generator, tankless water heater, flush, also AC maintenance. All will give you deep, deep discounts. Think Burkhardt Air Conditioning Heating when you need service. Air conditioning, air conditioning, heating systems, generator, tankless water heater, uh, your, your electrical needs as well. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes, Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. 
two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hey, all right. Welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Your air conditioning system has to survive through the hot summer season. Do you know if it's ready? The best way to find out is to call Burkhart today. A quick tune-up from Burkhart's team of professional technicians will give you the peace of mind you're looking for this summer. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to a quick tune-up of your air conditioning system, there's no one else I trust more than Burkhart. Family-owned, licensed, and insured, that's Burkhart. Visit Burkhart today at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, 739 Conti at Wrote a uh, top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. They're open seven days a week. Uh, and I'm telling you, man, you love breakfast. Home of New Orleans, best breakfast. Uh, also fantastic cocktails. You can dine in authentic French, French Quarter Courtyard. Also four, uh, five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests. Uh, Oceanagrill.com is where you find out more about Oceana Grill. Also, Mambo's. It's the newest member of the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, three floors of, of beautiful dining. I'm telling you, it is a beautiful restaurant, first of all. Uh, perfect for a night out with friends, family. You're looking for a romantic getaway. Uh, they've got the, uh, you can dine in the courtyard. They've got a Bourbon Street balcony. They've got Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar as well. Open seven days a week, lunch and dinner. They're open late. They're going to be open during the uh, New Year's holiday as well. Mambo'sNola.com if you'd like them to be able to deliver or you want to order online. Old New Orleans Cookies at the 205, 205 Bourbon Street, 200 block of Bourbon Street, right next to Galatoire's. Uh, two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining rooms. Uh, they got a fantastic courtyard for you. Also, you do great people watching on Bourbon Street. These beautiful windows that overlook Bourbon Street. Fantastic cuisine for you and a great place to great, grab a cocktail as well. Uh, you go to nolacookery.com for more information there. And, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Uh, Lake Villain Veterans in Mary. First of all, you'll never miss a play. Now, if you're going there to watch a game, 30-plus TV screens, let me give you a little secret. Even got TVs in the restroom, so you do not miss a play. Fantastic food for you uh, with a great menu, also great cocktails. NolaCookery.com is where, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Bobby Bears has got, uh, it's BobbyABears.com is where the um, website is. And uh, all the restaurants are open for New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, open late seven days a week. They got you covered at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Uh, so, again, uh, look, coming up next is going to be Karen Crow versus Carr uh, right here on 106.1. We invite you to stay and listen to some great high school football. Also, remember this weekend, big weekend for the Saints. Saints at Carolina, Green Bay at Chicago, the Seattle Seahawks are at San Francisco. Uh, if Green Bay loses and, uh, and the Seattle and the Saints both win, the Saints get the number one seed. All games have now been moved to the second window on Sunday, so they'll be all in the 3 o'clock window. Uh, so, again, there won't be any, any scoreboard watching. And 
Look, as I've said before, before throughout the show, I am just uh, worried about the fact that Quan Alexander is out for the rest of the season with an Achilles tendon injury. Uh, I just think it's a huge loss for the defense. I just don't think there's a lot of quality depth at that position right now. And uh, he was really the spark for this defense that really kind of set them off when, when he came over from San Francisco. And uh, he is going to be missed. He is going to be missed more than a lot of people really believe. Uh, and I'm just hoping that, again, Anzalone can find it within himself uh, to be able to play some real good football because they are going to need him desperately, uh, you know, to be able to play well. Either that or, again, uh, hopefully, again, the uh, Dennis Allen's got something up his sleeve when you talk about this team. Uh, maybe we'll see more uh, of an opportunity to see uh, more uh, defensive backs on the field. But right now, Marcus Williams is injured. So, uh you know, there's just a, uh, the hope is that we won't see this really affect this team, but I just think it will because Quan Alexander made that much of a difference on the defensive end uh, for the New Orleans Saints. But nevertheless, look, you're playing for the number one seed on, on Sunday. Uh, it's great if you get it because you get a chance to be able to get that rest. Uh, if you don't, you got to, you know, you got to play them when they come up, and we'll see how that plays out. Uh, it'll, be inter- it'll be interesting to see uh, if, if the Saints, through everything that we've seen uh, with, with the injuries down the stretch here, are able to get healthy and be able to make a run because this is it. This is the swan song when you talk about uh, Drew Brees and the opportunity to be able to get another Super Bowl. Look, I've talked about this program for a long time. Uh, this is too good of an organization. They've had too good of, of players on this team to only have one Super Bowl win, to only be in one Super Bowl in the Breeze era. They've underachieved. This is a year where you've got to be able to get him in and you've got to get another shot at it. Uh, they got the team to do it. Uh, hopefully, again, they'll be able to, to sustain, uh, be able to get through this without sustaining any more injuries. Uh, that has been the killer for this team down the stretch. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. Uh, once again, I want to thank our fantastic sponsors. You go to ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor, sponsor our program. We very much appreciate those sponsors, including our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, all open New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, all open late seven days a week. Uh, also, want to thank our friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, uh, and the rest of the great uh, sponsors of our program. want to thank Rudy uh, back at studio, Rudy Dixon, doing a great job as always. And, of course, our guest today, uh, we appreciate each and every one of them, uh, Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports, Alec Cassell of the Bird Rights, Glenn Gilbo of USA Today Network, and Gary Smith of NOLA.com and The Wave Report. Remember, the podcast of this program is available on all the major podcasting platforms, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Google, you name it, you got it. And uh, that'll be up shortly. And as always, we appreciate you very much listening to the program. Uh, as I mentioned, coming up next, it will be Carr versus Karen Crow. Keep it locked and loaded right here for high school football. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. I'll see you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock. From the dog catch of the gubna, they all got to go. Your 